Welcome to a very special episode of the Bias Sports Podcast. If you are seeing this on YouTube, you see that we have our second special guest of joining our show. Um, if you guys are familiar with Ohio State Twitter at all, you know this man. He is he's a big Buckeye fan. That's why we reached out to him. Um, also does some other things that we're going to talk to him about. But joining us is Mr. Mecca Don. How are you, sir? Good, man. How you guys doing? Doing well. We like good. Just talking right before we started this, we just appreciate you coming on and and we're excited to talk some some Buckeyes and just you know talk to somebody that you know has a lot of kind of clout within the Twitter community, always always conversating with people and 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 giving some good opinion. That's why I've followed you for so long on my personal account before we started this and and as soon as we made the the podcast account, I had to follow Mecca Don. So no doubt, thanks man, I appreciate it. Let's do it. Um, so just before we kind of start some Buckeye stuff, just um, you know. That, that's predominantly why you popped up on my Twitter feed years ago. But just about you, you, you kind of have this you have this rap career, your bio says lawyer. Just just tell us about you and, and your career and, and everything like that. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Columbus, uh, youngest of four kids. My whole family uh, went to Ohio State. Um, I, you know, I was obviously a big Buckeye fan before I even went to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I ended up walking on going to Ohio State as a preferred walk on. Um, really? Yeah, and played football there. And so that was kind of what started my, I mean, increased my level of kind of Buckeye involvement, as you yeah. can imagine. And then since then, I've always been, you know, obviously tight with the program. And um, so, you know, but after football, I mean, I mean, I was a good player, but I wasn't great, you know. And, you know, um, so I, it wasn't like my pipe dream to like play in the NFL or anything like that. And I knew that wasn't realistic. So I ended up going to law school. Um, and I'd always been interested in, in hip hop music as well. I'd been performance since high school and, and uh, in college and always knew I kind of wanted to pursue that as well but came from a very educated family that was really focused on making sure we get our education so uh, I ended up going to law school in New York at NYU and uh, got my degree passed the bar worked at a firm and after about a year I was like you know what if, if I'm ever going to jump out and try to make this music thing happen I got to do it now and you can imagine at that time people were like this is dude crazy like you got the dream job you work in the top 10 firm in the world and you know, you're a lawyer and you're living the quote unquote American dream and you're going to leave that to go rap. Like what? It doesn't even make sense. And um, but for me, it made sense because ultimately, you know, I feel like you got to do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I was young, you know, had no kids, was not married at the time. And I was like, if I'm ever going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And also it's kind of like, you know, I jumped out after I kind of set up a great backup plan. You know, it wasn't like I dropped out of school. I mean, I finished, I passed the bar. I, I set mm-hmm. that up. So um so then I just kept running with that. And then, uh, you know, I've been able to make a lot of moves in, in music. I've licensing agreements with Ohio State. So you probably heard my songs, Juice and Let's Go, HIO and all those songs. And um, did licensing agreement with the Browns and Big Ten and ESPN and, and featured on MTV. And just, you know, just been able to finally do my thing and, and convince people that it's real. And so it's been a good journey. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's what it's all about. And like you said, whenever whenever that part is done of the life, you know, you, like you said, you set up yourself for something great afterwards. Um, sure. And I think that's awesome, man. Good for you. And it's, it's cool you. to kind of hear those those types of stories and, you know, just being involved with the media that you are now. I mean, I'm sure that's that's got to be a lot of fun, you know, working with Ohio State. I'm a Steelers yeah. fan. He's a he's a Browns fan over here. Uh, okay. So okay. Sure exactly. he's, he's excited to hear yeah. that. But uh, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And so, you know, um, obviously, Twitter and social media has been, you mm-hmm. know, been huge um for everybody but you know for me i i mean you like you said you see me on there a lot and express a lot of opinions and i like to engage with people i'm not one of those guys that like 
thinks they're too good to talk to people and all that kind of stuff. You know, you see that a lot. Yeah. So I, I love it. Um, you know, there's some, there's some negative and there's some toxicity on there too, but, but oh yeah, uh, more often than not, it can be pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. so what year were you, uh, were you playing for Ohio state? Uh, I came in in 99. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm old, I'm an old head. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know I look young, but, uh, yeah. And then I, I, I only played for about a year and a half mm-hmm. and then, um, and then I left, I actually graduated college a year early. So I was like really on a plan to like get to New York and yeah. start getting my career going. So, gotcha. um, but I came in, um, with Mike Doss, you know, mm-hmm. Craig Krenzel, that was my class. Yeah. So those guys obviously went on their senior year to win the national championship. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, God, what if I just stayed? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, so, you know, I never got that, but I, I was able to celebrate it with them and through them. So cool. that's awesome. That's, that's yeah. like yeah. one of the coolest, coolest stories ever, man. Um, yeah. So you, you said you're from the Columbus area. Uh, where, where'd you just exactly where'd you go to high school? I, I coach high school football kind of up north about an hour from Columbus. So just okay. trying to, I, I like, I like kind of hearing yeah. those high schools. I went to, I actually went to St. Francis de Sales. Okay. And um, we were state champions actually my senior year oh, and my man. junior year. Oh, and uh, wow. my, our sophomore year, we went to the states and, and lost in the, in, the, in the state finals. Um, but I didn't play football till my senior year. I played, I was actually a soccer player my whole life. Oh, okay played soccer in my junior year. We won stakes in soccer. It was crazy. It was like, we were, it was that, that period of time was nuts. The girls, mm-hmm. my junior year, the girls won state states, boys, soccer, won states and football won states. And then we had like eight and guys go to states and wrestling and just, it was just nuts. We went to states and track. It was just nuts. That's insane. Um, so yeah, same versus the sales. So shout out. Stallion pride. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I I've kind of told myself like I, this is my third year coaching. Um, this is my second year doing basketball. I've told myself I I, I want to be part of a state championship team some point in my career. Like coaching wise, I have to be part of something. Like that. Even if he's the water boy, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it'll it'll happen, man. It's part of the team. Hey, it doesn't matter. Okay, so um, yeah. So let's talk some Buckeyes football then. Uh, sure. What has been your thoughts this season so far, um, just with the loss of Oregon and how we progressed since then? And then we're going to talk rankings in a second and your and your thoughts on last night. Sure. So, you know, I early on in the season, I think I was a nervous fan, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I always believed in CJ Stroud, though. And, and you go back to my, you know, early tweets on him even when he was struggling and all that stuff, I always believed in him and I always knew that there was something going on and knew he had a shoulder injury. Also recognized that he's a freshman, you know, mm-hmm. and this is, this is his first time starting. And so I never panicked from that perspective at all. Um, where I did panic a little bit, just to be honest, was from kind of the defensive perspective early on the schemes. I just felt like we're like, our guys were out of position. You know, our guys looked like they looked like they were lost and didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, we also had a bunch of new starters in the defense, especially the back seven. So, I was nervous from that perspective. I was like, oh, this is going to be a long season. Um, and then I think after Oregon, this is one of the things that I've, I think is, is valuable about losing, um, particularly early, is that oh, it yeah. forces, especially in a program like Ohio State, it, mm-hmm. it forces people to, to really self-evaluate and look at every single aspect of, of, of the field and from a coaching perspective and make changes, which Ohio State did. And so um, I think, Resting CJ was a beautiful move, particularly because he was hurt. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's one of those injuries that you can't see. It's not like it's a torn ACL or, you know what I mean? It's one of those injuries. that's kind of like, you kind of got to listen to him. Yeah. And he's came, he came back and he, he's been lights out in my mind. Yes, um, he has. People yes. want him to hit every single, yeah. People want him to hit every single pass. I'm like, yeah, he's going to miss some passes. I mean, like, that's fine. But he's still like a, almost a 70%, almost a 70% completion. 
Um, and then I think the defenses look, looked a lot better. And that's part of what happens when people become more comfortable and get more, you know, more playing time. The defensive line has been able to get a little, little bit more pressure, which takes off, takes some of the pressure off the back seven. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the linebackers have played pretty well. Obviously, Denzel Burke is a stud. I mean, he's like oh, almost yeah. an All-American type player. As a oh, yeah. Freshman. Uh, Steel Chambers has played amazing. Um, so I feel like guys seem to be m- more in position, more, you know, kind of knowing what, on what to do a little bit more um but the reality is you know i think that we've played some good teams but the biggest tests that we have are, are, are ahead of us you know and that's oh, yeah. honestly for a program like ohio state that's where you make your money you know michigan state um michigan obviously um and, and you know big 10 championship whoever that may be if if we can get that far so i think the team is in, is in really really good shape um I think that the future, uh, if this year doesn't end up being the year like we wanted, I think the future is extremely bright, and these guys are getting very, very valuable minutes. And we have a very, and, uh, I'm excited as a fan because I, I think it, I think it can happen this year, but you know, we'll see. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, we we've kind of talked about if if they do make it, the game being Indianapolis, four hour drive away. Uh, yeah, we're willing yeah. to spend spend a little bit of cash to go watch something like that. <laughs> Um, and and yeah. I think we're, we're, we're very much in agreement with just how how we looked and we agree with you a lot on things. I, I know that was a little bit more critical of Stroud early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a big McCord fan coming into this year. Um, yeah. And, and I kind of was on the McCord bandwagon a little bit. I th- we got very we got mm-hmm. very, very spoiled with Justin Fields. And uh, mm-hmm. and I guess we maybe thought we expected Stroud, even though he's a pocket guy, to come in and be to do what fields did and when he didn't right away yeah. we overreacted I'm, yes. I'm willing to admit when i'm wrong and i was 100 sure, yeah. wrong on it and i'm, I I'm happy it. i was yes right right i respect it and, and that's the thing i think that's all I, I i want from from fans you know i think it's it's right you know it's okay to panic and it's okay to you know because here's the other thing too that that happens at ohio state that doesn't really happen that you know that has that happens at the top schools doesn't really happen to a lot of other schools is that we have a lot of fans that follow recruiting so they've been knowing yeah. about guys that are coming in oh, maybe yeah. even since their freshman or sophomore year in high school yeah and so i think coming in everybody especially coming into this year everybody already had their kind of fan favorite of who they thought was good because all these guys are studs right so it's not like you know it doesn't it makes sense that you like mccoy there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. i think the thing that people have to realize though um is that you know at, at a certain point you know, you got to trust Brian Day, right? And, and you know, it's different if you have a coach that's continuously made mistakes and you don't trust him, that's different. But you have a coach that he knows what he's doing. And um, and then you look at Olave and you look at the fact that Olave came back. Olave came back because of C.J. Stroud, and he'll tell you that mm. himself. Yep. So you got to realize that although we as fans may see something and like something, we don't know what they know. You know, right. we don't see them every day in practice and it might even not even be talent. It could be intangibles. It could be leadership. It could be mentality. It could be maturity. It could be a lot of different things. Being the starting quarterback at Ohio State, that means a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and so um, it can be things that we don't see. And that's what I was trying to get the fan base to understand. It's like, listen, there's a reason why CJ Stroud is the guy. It's not yeah. just be, it's not just talent. Right. All of these guys have talent. So we got to rally around him. And, and, and the sad part about it. Last thing I'll say on Stroud, and then we can move on. And the sad part about it was that CJ Stroud actually admitted later on that he was quote unquote down in the dumps, I think, because he was hearing a lot of the chatter that was coming from Ohio State fans. And that really pissed me off because yeah. I was just like, like, man, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't have to do that to our guys. You know right. what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was too much to the point where it leaked out to him. 
and got to him. And I think that that's not healthy um, as a fan base. So um, I think a lot of, of what it was is, you know, being Ohio State fans, always being that the top tier team. Um, I think we were ex- almost expecting him to be great right off the bat, almost right. sort of like what Bryce Young is doing in Alabama. We didn't expect him to, you know, come out and struggle. You know, he won the job over McCord and Jack Miller. We expected him, you know, day one, he's the guy and he's going to throw for 400 yards and 75% completion percentage every game. Right. Yeah. Um. So, so when he struggled, and, and I think it's a little bit of the defense as well. So when the defense struggled, it, it, you know, we weren't winning by 40 points like we thought we would. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I think that played into it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. I want to go back to something you said, and it's it's the most important thing that I think we need to we need to understand. Just trust Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day got mm-hmm. that job for a reason. Ryan Day has mm-hmm. a record that he does for a reason. Um, and yeah. I, I I know I've said I hope Ryan Day coaches as long as Woody Hayes did. Right, right, Ryan Day right. is, is the dude. Um, yeah. and I yeah, he's made every right decision that he's needed to, whether it was you know, demoting uh Kerry Combs a little bit, promoting something within. Um, the Stroud resting decision, play McCord. And, and and even I think that was just a little bit to Stroud, like, hey, dude, like, you might be hurt, but if you come back and you don't perform, we have a dude that's capable of doing what you can do. And Stroud took us a challenge and Stroud ran away with it. Yeah, and I think, and I think that that's part of what makes Ryan Day a master, right? I think there's, you know, there's obviously the X's and O's uh, part of it, but it's also – you know, kind of the, the mental part of it too, and, and being able to be a leader and controlling your team and keeping guys, um, you know, hungry, right? Because, you know, I remember many, many years ago when I first got to Ohio State and we had uh, Coach Kennedy was our strength and conditioning coach. And we, and we, when we get in the um, weight room, we had three rules that I can remember. One is you weren't allowed to yawn. Two was you weren't allowed to chew gum. And three was you weren't allowed to talk about high school. And the reason why you aren't allowed to talk about high school is like, look, look around you. Every dude in here was an All-American, All-State, yep. all this. All, I don't want to yep. hear anything about high school. When you guys get here, it's a fresh slate. And what you do here is the only thing that matters. And that always stuck with me, you know, as I as I progressed, even just as a fan. And I was like, that's so true. Like, you know, all these dudes were studs in high school. But that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean anything when you get here. And so that's another reason why I think it's important to just trust Ryan Day, because he's evaluating these guys, not based on what we saw in high school, right? Um, but based on how, what they're doing when they get there. And mm. um, I think if we had to choose any one of these guys and, and everybody else transferred that we would be okay. Right. So it's not like, Oh, I don't think we would be okay with the other guys, but I do think there's a reason why he makes the decisions he makes. And ultimately until he gives us a reason other, to, to believe otherwise, I think we kind of need to trust him and, and let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. say better myself. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, you got anything real quick? Yeah, I mean, like you, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, spot on with that. Um, so keeping keeping the Ohio State talk, but just kind of transitioning bigger picture. Uh, so they did the first rankings last night. Um, mm-hmm. Were you as just floored and flabbergasted as we were when Oklahoma and specifically Alabama being where they were? Just your thoughts on that, and and kind of like I, I know we can look bigger picture and we understand the path ahead and we can take care of our own business, but at the same sure. time too, it is a bunch of crap of what it is yeah just your go yeah ahead. so so it's interesting you know i i tweeted earlier in the day yesterday that no matter what happens it doesn't matter there's still a lot of football left and whatever right and that's true generally but it's still i think that there were still things that came out in the rankings that made you say well maybe that's not true you're right what i said that nothing none of this mm-hmm. matters now maybe there is 
you know, maybe there are indications or messages that are being sent um, that we should pay attention to. And I think one clear message that's been been sent is that Alabama at this juncture in their program can do no wrong. Right. You know, and that's just the way it is. Nick Saban has built up enough equity within people's eyes that they can lose to an A&M and still be ranked number two. You know, like it's just because they believe in the program so much. No one can, anyone can tell me, oh, it's just what we're evaluating on the field and the eye test is like, okay, that's part of it. But it's also part of what, you know, it's almost like a lifetime achievement award, you know, and, and, yeah. and in a lot of ways it's, it's not fair um, because this game isn't really about, in my mind, the rankings aren't really about, well, who would win on a neutral field, Cincinnati, who would win between Cincinnati and Alabama. Okay, yeah, Alabama would probably win. But there, at the end of the day, this game is about winning and losing, you know. And so, yeah, if Alabama loses to Georgia, they would still probably beat Cincinnati. But does that mean they deserve to be in above Cincinnati? No, it doesn't mean that. So I think that's the thing that is, uh, is really hard here. And when you have a, a committee, you know, who they have this criteria that they put out, but then you look at their rankings and you're like, huh, I don't really see how this is matching up with the criteria. All right. You know, it's, it's, there's no perfect system. And I acknowledge that. I mean, maybe you expand the playoffs to eight and, you know, whatever, and then you have less, less chatter, but they'll, they'll still be chatter then. Um, but I just, I just, I think the thing that stood out to me more, I mean, obviously Oklahoma being ranked where they were behind a lot of bunch of one loss teams, I think was a message to them of, look, we don't think you're that good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to wonder how fair that is, right? Because ultimately you play in a big conference, you play the teams that are on your schedule, you know, you try to schedule some other non-conference teams and, and uh, you win the games. But at the same time, I do think that there's a value in saying like, look, these, you know, Oklahoma has been winning by the skin of their teeth in some of these games. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, they don't look that impressive per se. So I don't know. I honestly don't, I, you know, I, I hope I don't feel like I'm speaking in circles, but I, I honestly don't know what the right thing is because I think it does have to be a mixture of who winning. I think there has to be a mixture of um, history, right? I think there is a, a little bit of value to that. You know, if there's some team like Wake Forest, for example, I mean, can Wake Forest really beat Alabama? Can they really beat Ohio State? Probably not, even if they're undefeated, you know? Right. So it's kind of like, you know, I do feel like there's a factor, but ultimately I do think winning games has to be the number one thing and, and there has to be a priority to that. So, this we're in a SEC H-E-L-L right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, uh, it's going to take, it's going to take some teams from some other conferences before we can bust out of it. And I think that's really kind of the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. And I, I think you kind of said, said it well with like Wake Forest. I mean, they don't have the brand. If, have you swapped that logo with the orange tiger paw, you know, they're, they're number yes. two right now. Um, 100%. And, and I, you know, I, I, I agree that history takes part in this game. I mean, that's such a big part of discussion of anything is the history of this mm-hmm. game. And, th- and to me, that's what makes it my favorite sport is is just all everything you can look behind and talk and compare. Right. But when it comes to season by season rankings with a committee of h- these high end individuals, that's got to yeah. be taken out. And and I like yeah. I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan. I do believe that we were we're probably the I think the second best team in the nation right now based on what we played since Oregon. Yeah. But if they didn't put us number two, we would hate it because we do have a loss. Make us earn mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. But, like, head-to-head, if, if Ohio State and Oregon had had the exact same resume other than just having one loss and they had the head-to-head loss, I'm okay with them going ahead of us. I um, agree. But I think since that game, we have progressed 
miles and they've just kind of plateaued. And I think we played them right now at home at Oregon on a neutral field. We win by two touchdowns. And see, I think that, and, but, but the hard thing is, is, and, and, and I agree with you. If we have the same resume and same number of wins and losses with Oregon, I don't honestly see the justification for us going ahead unless our strength of schedule at that time, which it probably yeah. would, would be, is substantially better than theirs. Because honestly, then and what's the value then of playing, right? Head right. to head, if, if that's not going to go. Yeah, it was early right. season. You can make all the excuses in the world. They didn't have their best player either, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's like they they can, and they lost to, yeah, they lost to Stanford, but Stanford's like a rival of theirs and they're in, their, in conference. We mm-hmm. can lose, we lose games like that all the time, you know, or, you know, in the Big Ten. Um, not all the time, but you know, it's, it's not a big, it's not surprising if you lose to a Michigan state or somebody in your conference. Right. Um, so the argument for against them is not strong in my, in my, in my opinion, even yeah. though I agree with you that um, if we played them now, I think we will, we will dominate them, but what's that based on in their mind? They'd be like, no, that's not true. And then, you know, so right. what, who, who prevails there, right? It's Absolutely. not fair to just say, Oh, I think we would win by two touchdowns when you actually did play them. So that's where I think this whole thing kind of gets tricky and convoluted a little bit. For sure. It's, it's so subjective. Yeah. And, and that's why a committee kind of sucks. Like, I mean, are we complaining this much if it's the old BCS system, like computer rankings that determine the top four, you know, maybe we're not, we're not complaining as much. And I think the human element really makes us mad. Um, yeah. So put you on the spot then real quick with, yeah. with rankings. We got four more of them. So give me your Heisman winner, your four mm. playoff teams, your national championship game and your winner. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Heisman winner. Jeez. All right. I'm going to be a, I'm going to sound like a homer. This whole thing is homer. I'm going going CJ Stroud. And and let me tell you why. First of all, he's in striking distance already of getting Heisman. Right. So it's not like he's like some guy that's like a dark horse. Right. And then I think he has signature moments coming, signature opportunities coming up Mm -hmm. that are like, I mean, you're talking about what two of the top, but seven, or set two of the top seven teams right now that he has to play. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, right? a, a top two, top three team. If they don't lose, Michigan, if they don't lose again, is a top six, top seven team. Yeah, yeah. So he's you think got, Travion sits beside him at the ceremony. <sighs> See, the, the whole splitting votes thing is what kind of yeah. kind of messes things up. I think I think that he should. But I don't think that it will end up that way. Just because so I don't think we quite use him enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then also the emphasis just on quarterbacks is generally a lot of time. Yeah, true, unless, yeah. the, unless, like you're saying, you're running the guy 30 times a game, which a lot of right. these guys that are comparison, compared to Travion right now, running back position, have like way more carries a game than he does. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Um, so, But I think Stroud, um, four teams, I think I'm going to go with Alabama. Um, let me see. I don't know the, the ranking. Do you want me okay. to give you the ranking too? Or do you want me to just give you the top you four? You can, but if you want to just give me your top four, that's fine. All right, this is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be Alabama, number one. I think okay. it's going to be um, Oregon, number two, Ohio State, number three, and Georgia, number four. Oh, man. That's what I think is going to happen. So Ooh. I think Alabama is going to beat Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just what what Alabama does and it's yep. what Georgia does, right? And that's yep. where the history comes in. I don't care what how they look on the field. I just figure out – figure Saban's going to win that game. Yep. And so I think Alabama – Georgia only loses to Alabama. They're for sure in. Yep. Alabama only has one loss in their SEC championship champion. They're in. I don't really see um, Oregon losing to anyone in the Pac-12. They could, but I don't see it. And I think Ohio State's going to run the table for the rest in the rest of the Big Ten. So that leaves out potentially a Wake Forest. I don't know what, what's going to happen with them. They're going to lose to Clemson anyway. 
Yeah, and Cincinnati, right? So that's yeah. gonna be wild. But so they're gonna is be Cincinnati undefeated that. for you? Yeah, yeah, and, I think and Oklahoma. Yeah, I think Cincinnati will probably end up at five. I think Oklahoma's gonna lose. They're gonna stumble yeah. somewhere. So I, I mean, think Cincinnati's gonna end up undefeated and be probably gonna be in that five. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's great season, and they'll end up going to Great Bowl and all that. But the the message that they're gonna get sent it's like look you guys are good and you guys did all you can do based on what you had beat Notre Dame it's great but you don't have enough signature wins and we don't believe that you can beat those teams that are ahead of you yeah. right now um and they they've already showed that by the rankings right now you know um because theoretically um you know I mean Cincinnati has as good of a win at least maybe as Ohio State does with mm-hmm. Notre Dame versus Penn State but they still didn't rank them ahead of Ohio State so they already sent that message to them I think right. um then, so that would be Alabama and Georgia play. So that would be a rematch. Actually, they might put out Georgia at three. They're probably going to put Georgia I was going to say, I, put, yeah. if, if Georgia's undefeated Georgia. going into that championship game, I bet they only drop them to two and be so Alabama, them. Georgia, Oregon, and then us at four. How great would ratings be of an Ohio State, Alabama, or Oregon, Ohio State rematch, and then yeah. Alabama, Georgia rematch from, from essentially back-to-back games with three weeks prior? I mean, ratings would be absolutely off the charts insane the buzz i mean that would be so great yeah so i think it depends on how the game goes if alabama yeah. crushes them mm-hmm. and beats them by two touchdowns plus whatever then i think they'll drop to like three or four yeah right probably four because i think then you'll have let's say oregon will be a pack 12 champ mm-hmm. ohio state would be the big 10 champ so we all have big 10 or you know championship yeah. on our resume and then or and then Georgia would be the fourth best team. If it's like a nail biter down to the last second field goal, whatever, yeah. then they might only drop to two. Um, but let's just say that Alabama beats them by, by two touchdowns, they drop them to four. So Alabama would be one, uh, Oregon, two, Ohio State, three. Yeah, yeah so it would be like you just said, the matchup. Yeah. The, the re- oh, the rematch, that gets yeah. excited, that'd, man. That would be nasty. Um, I think Alabama is going to beat them again. Okay. <laughs> because again, I just don't trust Georgia. Yeah. I, and I know history shouldn't matter, but it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until they prove me wrong, I just don't know if they can get it done against Alabama. And I think Alabama has a mind thing over them as well. Yeah. And that's so I think Ohio State will beat Oregon. So I think Ohio State will play Alabama. And I gotta go with I gotta go with Ohio State. Man, I just I I just think that I think that Georgia has a better chance of being Ohio State, I think, than Alabama does. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think that's a worse matchup if Ohio State had to play Georgia. Um, but I think, I mean, Alabama is obviously going to be a beast if they're, if they're have beaten all those teams and got that resume at that point. But right. I think if we're, if we're rolling like that, if we got to that point and we beat Michigan state and we beat Michigan and we beat Iowa or Minnesota, whoever it is. And as long as we can stay healthy through all that. Yeah, exactly. And we beat Oregon. I mean, we're rolling at that point. So that yeah, we're yep. going to be one of the, and our offense is just, I mean, our offense is nasty, guys. I mean, it's 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 just. I mean, I, I, the only thing that I'm curious about, and this is, I think this is going to be revealed in the next few weeks, is how how good is our offensive line? Because I, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really good. I think it's been really good. And then at the Penn State game, uh, you know, it weren't yeah. as, they weren't as good as I hope. But Penn State is a very solid defense, so let's yes. also remember that. Um, but I think that if they can continue to gel and get better. And some of these guys are playing out of position. I mean, some of these guys are tackles playing guard. And mm-hmm. um, but if they can continue to tell, and you know, our receivers can't be stopped. Travion is probably the best, or at least one of the top three running backs in the country. And Stroud is only going to get better. I mean, I don't see who's going to stop us. So yeah, you know, championship game could be a shootout type thing. Yeah. Um. And yeah. 
And I think one part that just is, is so important, if we do get to the national championship game, it's kind of how we talked about earlier. It's in Indianapolis for the first time, like the national championship game would be in Ohio state. Field. Yes. Yes. And, and fan, Ohio state fans travel well. I mean, we're all over, but like yeah. that close, I mean, it would be, it would be unbelievable. Um, yeah. We hope it's something it, that if, if, if you're able to go to and we're there, uh, let's, you know, meet up in person, say hello. And then oh sure yeah, have a pick I went and to um, I went to the uh, Ohio State Alabama game, and I went to the Ohio State Oregon game that year. Oh, it was man. just nuts. Ooh. It was crazy because the Sugar Bowl actually felt like the national championship game, right? And it was, I mean, because you know you're playing Alabama, you beat Alabama, yep. and it was, but it was scary because after that win, I was like, bro, we didn't win the national championship yet. Like <laughs> we could literally go lose to Marcus Mariota, and like. Yeah, it's cool. We beat Alabama, but we're not national champions, you know? And I was like, and I wonder if the players feel that way too. You know what I mean? Because getting that Alabama monkey off your back is like Mm -hmm. a big monkey to get off your back. And I was hoping that the players didn't, but we were just so talented that year. And, um, and we were just so focused and like urban urban. One thing I like about urban as a coach, especially in college ranks is he was just a master motivator and he was able to keep guys, guys focused. And, um, but yeah, that was th- that experience is, is is great, and I hope that Buckeye fans, all Buckeye fans, get that experience. Yeah, because um, there there are people who go their whole lifetime and they don't get a chance to 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 do that or even see that. And so, uh, so yeah, so I also went to the, the game where we lost to Clemson thirty one zero. So <laughs> you know, I see <laughs> yeah, both that, sides of it. So yeah. that was that was a long night. That was I, I, yeah. I remember watching on the TV. That was a long night. Yeah. Um, well, we won't keep you any longer. We we really appreciate so much. Uh, just last thing, just as we kind of wrap this up, uh, you know, I, I told you we'll, we'll post all your socials. Do you uh, just tell us one thing about you that you want us to really promote for you, get our listeners to, uh, you know, subscribe to for you and then just kind of help grow your brand? Sure. So, I, you know, I have a, a, a song out and a single out called Still Dope, which is, you know, been blowing up and, and, and a merchandise line called Still Dope. Um, you can buy it at shop.mecca.music.com. Um, if you have a chance, go check it out. A lot of athletes, celebrities, and you know everybody's kind of wearing it. So that's been been really cool. Um, just been promoting that, and then I have a new song that I'm working on right now. Um, that I'm gonna probably gonna record next week. I haven't told anybody about it yet, so you guys are the first ones to know about it. Awesome. Um, you heard it here it's first. It's gonna be called yeah, yeah. It's gonna be called doing my thing, and so I'm just uh, I'm excited about that, and so I'm just looking forward to just you know continuing to do my thing and you know, continuing meeting people like you guys and, and engaging. And that's what makes life fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, people ask me questions a lot about like, you know, what it's like to be known and all that type of stuff. And, and you know, for me, I just consider myself a regular person who just does this as a career. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider myself better than anyone else. And um, so I love to continue meeting people and engaging. And so, yeah, so just follow me on social media at Mechadon Music. Um, like I said, I try to engage with as many people as I can. And definitely support the music on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music, YouTube, and definitely check out the merchandise. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, sir. We uh, and we'll we'll post all those links, guys. Go check it out. Um, uh, I had I had one more thing in my head. Oh, uh, I hope I hope we talk soon. What we want, we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, just I hope we get that national championship game and we can we can meet up in person there and uh, That'd be see awesome. how that goes. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Take care. Oh, you guys have a good one. I owe. Appreciate right. it, man. It was Go a Bucks. pleasure. Right. Go Bucks. Right. Thank care. you. Well, we just want to shout out uh, Mechadon one more time. Uh, awesome, awesome dude. Great, great conversation. And just everything he he kind of told us that he's doing. Uh, really, really down-to-earth guy. Uh, doing a lot. 
for, you know, just himself, his family. And he, you know, like you said, he, he left, you know, New York to, to pursue just kind of this rap career for him and for himself and uh, just the engagement that, that with the fans. And, and I kind of want to tell you guys, like, I mean, I messaged him on Twitter with, with our, with our podcast account and everything. And he responded within five minutes. I mean, you, you saw, you have access to it. You saw, I mean, it was literally right within, he was humble, very nice. And was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's get on. Um, so check out all his stuff. I'm going to put all those links in there and uh, we're going to, we're going to play a song on the out, but do you have anything to say real quick, Dylan? I think we're good. Cool dude. Yeah. So we appreciate it to him. And this is his song still dope as we, uh, as we get on out here. And uh, I don't know how we can top this one, but like we always say, the next one is the best one. Keep working hard, Mecca. They see you, they see us. I love to see it. Our time is now. I was born in 1937. I've seen it all. There aren't many like us. We still dope. We still dope. We still dope. Still dope. Still dope. It's real dope. Knocking out your speakers, cause I'm still dope. Still dope. Being dope. Flat without no features. I, I, I. We've been passed up and on purpose Told us all that we worthless Ain't good enough for that board rules You only good enough for that circus Better jump high, better run fast Better rap good, better kiss ass We in fields and courts Damn, what a game from the field to court This an eerie sport Break the chains, keep the faith Read a book, change your name Beat the odds, change the game Do the knowledge, then make it rain I said break the chains, keep the faith Read a book, change your name Beat the odds, change the game Do the knowledge, then make it Still dope Still dope, it's real dope Knocking out your speakers cause I'm still dope Still dope, being dope Black without no features, I, 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 I We still dope, real life chat foes We heroes, man, we still dope Still dope, we been dope Knocking out your speakers, I Slave hard for that dough Came around for that go If you don't love yourself but you getting rich And I'm afraid it's all for that show Dudes paid and they been paid Who's all like a sensei I'm draped up in that kente Can't tell me nothing, my rent's paid Mortgage too, but can't mortgage futures Gotta do it all like Kama Sutra Listen real close, who they call a loser They be hating on you while they spying to you You're still dope, but they lying to you This boss status, you can build your own It don't matter much if they don't hire you if they don't hire you, we gon' maintain Bang, 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 bang This game's changed, the whole family on like that Wayne's gang I mean the real, real, lame's lame So smart, need my brain frame So dope, need my name change UB's getting my A game See that? A game Knocking out your speakers cause I'm still dope Still dope Being dope Plan without no features I, 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 I We still dope Real life chat bows We heroes, man, we still dope